Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey now and Semper Fi, welcome in to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on this glorious Saturday afternoon. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, here with you, along with myself, Christian Garrick, Dave Potter at Master Control. We're here till 5 o'clock tonight. We'll hand it off to the LSU Sports Radio Network for LSU and McNeese. And before, Herb, we get too deep into LSU and McNeese, I want to take a moment to reflect on the events that took place 20 years ago today at the World Trade Center in yeah. New York City, Washington, D.C., and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. 20 years ago, our nation was savagely attacked by members of a terrorist group called Al-Qaeda. And 2,977 Americans lost their lives on this day 20 years ago. We witnessed horror and heroism all in a matter of 102 minutes. First responders and ordinary citizens rushed to others' defense in an effort to save them uh, from certain death. And some first responders tried to save their fellow Americans, even though it might have, might mean certain death for them. And 9-11, Herb, changed this country um, forever, but will never be forgotten. I pray for these victims of this evil attack um, every anniversary and i can't imagine losing a loved one because of a group of terrorists want to do some terrible things to the citizens of this great country but we as a country prevailed as americans do we always prevail over evil and my thoughts and prayers are with the families impacted by this these brutal attacks uh, of 9 11 20 years ago today and in honor of those families and heroes herb i'd like to take a 22nd moment of silence on the 20th anniversary of 9 11. Herb is a day, 9-11 is a day that's kind of seared in our brains, and I'm sure you remember where you were and what you were doing on this moment in history. Oh, yeah, man. Um, you know, very sad day for the you know United States of America, very sad day for individuals, for families, for loved ones, for, you know, first responders. Um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I was working at the time, I was working as an EKG tech at Our Lake our Lady of the Lake Hospital in Baton Rouge. And I just remember 
sitting outside at, at taking a break or whatever. And then, you know, it's like people were just starting to just kind of make noise, like this weird type of noise, like something's going on. It was like, everybody's like, take cover. We're under attack. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're under attack. I don't see anything. And then you, I went inside and I saw the, 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 the photos or the, the video of what was going on. I was like, man, this is amazing. This is like watching a movie. But, you know, one of the things that, that, that are two things I think of that come out of this is, is for one, the bravery of the people who rushed into that scene without even thinking twice about it to help whoever they could help. And then the second thing I think about is that we'll never, ever forget that day, just like we're doing now. We'll remember, we'll remember this every year on 9-11 for the remainder of our lives and forever. The other thing I remember is, or that I take away from it, is the unity that, we, that, you know, that, that the United States of America came together after that and who we were, you know, um, as a, as a country. And I just hope we can get back to that. And that's what we need to try to do. We need to try to get back to that unity and being one sticking together. You know, we're all brothers and sisters in this. We all love our country. We love our colors. We love our flag. We love everything about this country. So we just need to stick together and make sure we can continue to grow this country into the very best that it can possibly be no matter what. Herb, I, I remember vividly what I was doing. I, I was uh, on what they call terminal leave from the United States military, uh, the Marine Corps, and that's basically that's all your leave saved up. So I was, you had 60 days of terminal leave before you would eventually get discharged. My discharge date was um, November 9th, 2001, and uh, I was two days into terminal leave, and I was living with my parents. Um, I had just gotten home, and I remember uh, my mother, you know, I heard a scream, and then my mother came in and kind of woke me up and said, hey, you got to come see this. And um, that was after the first plane had went into the World Trade Center Tower. And then um, we watched and watched, and I, I don't know the exact timeline, um, but the second plane went into the other tower. And it was right then and there, the hair stood up on the back of my neck, and, and I kind of said, yeah, this is, a, this is a coordinated, planned attack on this country. And then you started yep. hearing about the, the other flight, the one headed to the Pentagon. Yep. Pentagon uh, mm -hmm. and, and then the one that uh, those passengers on Flight 93 heroically stormed the mm -hmm. cockpit and took over. And un unfortunately, the plane did crash in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. But I remember calling my command and saying, hey, uh, I'll, I want to come back. You know, I want to I come back uh, and almost re-enlist. And they kind of just told me, hey, look, just sit by your phone. We'll call you if we need, if we need you. And... I remember feeling a little helpless because here I was just getting almost discharged from the Marine Corps, and I, I I wanted to go back in, and I didn't know it at the time, and we saw that later, as you mentioned, as patriot, patriotism went to an all-time high in this country, and there were so many flooding recruiters' uh, offices that, that were willing to go serve and fight for this country, and um, they did, they never called me back. But uh, I was I was by the phone. You was ready. Uh, you were ready. Ready to go and willing to do so. Um, but yeah, I remember the, that day vividly, man. It was. It'll never. It'll never be erased from my mind or anyone's mind. It's seared into your brain. Seared into your brain, and you know, it just. It like you said, it makes the the, the hairs on your back and your neck stand up. But it also makes you stand up, like pounding your chest, sticking your chest out in in anger of some you know, audacity of somebody doing this to us, and especially to. On our own soil. People, you know, on our, on our own soil, exactly. And, uh, we, you know, the U.S., we don't stand for that, period. You know what I'm saying? We don't sit for it. We stand up and we make something happen, you know. So, And, and that's, that's what we've done. So hopefully we can – I just want us to get back to that, that unity that we had after that 
um, and just make that last forever, you know. And then that's going to, that's definitely, you know, we can get back to being one. Um, and not that we're not one right now. We just need to get better at it, right, and, and treat each other with, with great dignity and respect as we should. Um, and then that that's going to, you know, have other types of entities like Al-Qaeda, whoever it is, that's, you know, they'll think twice about trying to do anything to us because they'll, they'll see how united we are and where we are and that we can't be touched and that we're kind of bulletproof, you know, and, and hopefully that can we can get back to that one day. Her very well said. We'll go ahead and take our first break. We're just getting started here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. And remember, we're also still in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida, and uh, we will help folks that, that need that help. And we'll have Melissa Perry, a marketing director of United Way St. Charles, here in a few moments. We'll get to LSU and McNeese. I promise we've got plenty to say. Herb has plenty to say from what he saw about the Tigers or from the Tigers last Saturday in a loss to UCLA. Herb and Christian here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on the home of the Tigers, WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick, my favorite LSU Tiger, by the way, Herb Tyler, one of my favorite human beings on the planet, to be quite frank with you. And Herb, uh, we saw Hurricane Ida come through here uh, 13 days ago, and uh, there's still quite a few people in, in our listening audience and in, in the metro area of New Orleans that are, are still in pretty significant pain. St. John the Baptist Parish, St. Charles Parish, Lafouche, and Terrebonne Parishes. And I know you, you've been to all, all those areas, and we're, we're offering to help, and we're, we're going to do so now with Melissa Perry, a marketing director of United Way St. Charles. Melissa, how are you? Hey, Christian. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. I know y'all are y'all trying to pick it up um, one one day at a time, but y- you guys are in some uh, pretty unique um, situations where you need some unique items, and in particular, what uh, boxes, right? Cardboard boxes, uh, extension cords, and uh, the industrial contractor um, style garbage bags. Is that right? That's it. So we've been receiving requests. Um, for all types of items, but some of the most important ones, the most urgent need right now are the cardboard boxes and those plastic totes. Um, there are so many people that have just been completely devastated, and those are really honestly the two most most requested items right now. People trying to pick up their lives, salvage what they can, and a box, an empty box right now, believe it or not, is um, invaluable to someone in need right now. Um, and like you mentioned, also those contractor bags, extension cords and um sports drinks that those those are the hot items that we really could use right now yeah people are are in this cleanup and sure water is important but they want to replace some of those electrolytes uh, so those sports drinks are vital and and quite essential to be honest with you melissa what kind of feedback are you getting about that that community as it as it continues to pick up the pieces 13 days removed from hurricane Ida? Christian, we um, we are still suffering here. Um, I mean, as you know, our community has been hit really hard. Um, United Way, we actually have a distribution going on right now um, on Highway 90, and it is down the street, um, probably a half a mile down Highway 90, residents lining up to receive some of these essential items that have been donated. Um, our community, most of us do not have electricity um, we're still under a boil advisory here. I mean, you know, it, it feels like life is kind of getting back to normal for a lot of people in the area, but not us, not here in St. Charles. We are still, we're still suffering. We're still hurting really bad. And, um, 
you know, these, these items that are being donated are just so critical right now to so many people because um, we just don't have access to get these things ourselves. Well, listen, I know you personally, you and your, your husband, Craig, personally had some losses here in, in this and in, in your homes, and uh, that just goes to show you your dedication to, uh, this, you know, that, that parish, that area, because you, <laughs> you, you've got pieces to pick up personally as well. And um, how can people donate, Melissa? What can they do? I know you, you, you guys accept drop-offs right there at the location. If you could give the address to where you guys are, I think that would, that would help, and then you can get into some of the other sites. Um, remotely that people can donate to yeah absolutely well you know i was was born and raised here in st charles parish in norco Um, i've worked for united way for 10 years so you know there is nothing else i would rather do than try to help this community um, in any way that i can so i appreciate you saying that Um, and we are currently accepting donations every day from 9 a.m to 5 p.m at our community college. It's the River Parishes Community College, United Way of St. Charles Campus, located at 13145 Highway 90 in Booty. Um, a lot of people around here know it as the old Booty Bingo Hall. It is uh, right next to Hartman's store. Um, so every day you can just stop by between nine and five, there will be someone there to help you unload. Um, and then we also are accepting monetary donations through our website, um, and that's uasc.org. Also, the address there is 13145 uh, Highway 90 in Boutique, 70039. For those that might be out of state listening, uh, I want to give that address again. That's 13145 Highway 90, Boutique, Louisiana, 70039. So if you're listening outside of the metro area, out of state perhaps, Heck, even around the world uh, with our Odyssey app. If you want to send something uh, physically to United Way as a donation, that's the address to do to do so. And, uh, Melissa, anything you guys need to talk about that I didn't ask you that you want to make sure you put out? Um, you know, the items that we've spoken about already I think are the most important and most requested right now. Um, but also cleaning supplies, Lysol, Clorox wipes, bleach, uh, dish soap, detergent. Um, I think a lot of folks are kind of moving into that cleanup and sort of recovery phase. Um, so, so those items, I think, will become increasingly important here in the coming days and weeks. Um, and then two hygiene items. Uh, those, those are really needed right now. Soap, shampoo, conditioner, toothbrushes, toothpaste, shaving cream, razors. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, we, we've had a lot of support as far as food items go um, and having hot meals cooked. Um, but a lot of these items are, are really hard to come by. So, um, you know, really, I think that's the big, the biggest request I'm hearing right now are those items. Melissa Perrier, Marketing Director for United Way St. Charles. Hang in there, Melissa. If, if you or John or anybody at United Way need anything, you know where to find me and you know where to find us. And uh, we'll continue to help you as much as we can. And we appreciate that so much. Um, You're a local guy, and we know you're not going to let people forget about us here. So thank you from the bottom of our heart. Um, We just we appreciate it so much, Christian. Thank you. Sure. Happy to do it. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. All right, Melissa Perry, Marketing Director for United Way St. Charles Parish. And Herb, um, man, you know, you guys made out fairly okay, but there's a a good portion of our, our area that's just not okay. And I know... You certainly care about this state and this region. 
especially down the, in the, the river parishes, man. I mean, you know, in St. John, St. Charles, um, you know, those, those parishes have been hit so hard, man. Uh, if if you haven't taken a ride to go and see the devastation, take a ride and go see for yourself, and then it would definitely spark something in your heart to be able to, you know, see what it is that you can do to help assist in some sort of way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, you know, but we've been through this. This state has been through so many of our, you know, hurricanes that's devastated certain areas. And, you know, when it was, you know, it's just it's just how we come back, man. You know, we've always used that word resilient, right, for our community here in 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 southeast Louisiana or just South Louisiana. Period. But you know, we're so. I mean, we're, there's. I don't think there is a word that can really say what we truly are, and we're beyond resilient. You know, we we we're dedicated. We are, you know, fearless when it comes to anything you know the aftermath of any hurricane or any sort of storm or any sort of anything that's negative to us we we don't fear what's coming up next we just you know pick up the pieces roll our sleeves up put everything back together clean it up put everything back together and then we band again together as a community and we unite and we and we just become greater every time so you know it's difficult there's people that's gone through this 10 15 times you know it's just crazy um, but this particular storm, Ida, 16 years almost to the day, I think to the day that Katrina. It was to the day, yeah. Right, to the day that Katrina really tore apart our, our river parishes, including like, you know, like Homa and Thibodeau and, and you know, of course, Grand Isle and all of those lower-lying areas. Sean. Yeah, all of those areas. Man, my heart goes out to all of those 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 wonderful people down there and those areas that's been just completely devastated. But, you know, Working with the company that I work for, MAP, we, we, you know, we get a chance to help people. So we're definitely going to do something to help St. Charles um, Parish uh, with, you know, Melissa and those guys, that group. We're definitely going to do something to help them try to get some of those items she named. Um, and uh, I'll personally do something myself as well. So I definitely want to help in my little way that I can. Herb, that would certainly be appreciated, even if it's not in St. Charles. St. John's hurting pretty good. Lafourche and Terrebonne are hurting pretty good. And, Herb, the thing about that, those communities is they're, those are blue-collar, hard-working, salt-of-the-earth yeah. uh, salt Americans yeah. that really don't ask for anything. And they don't, they're not, you know, they no. don't put their hand out for, for much, but they need help. They just you wouldn't it. know they needed that stuff unless Melissa came on and said they did, right? They'll right. just go find a way, right? One of our sayings is find a way. So, and that's what they do. Um, and it's, it's, look, it's just, it's amazing to see the people band together and recover from these types of things. And it's just a wonderful thing to see. If you really want to see what unity is, if you really want to see what, you know, great humanity is, you know, come to South Louisiana right after a storm and you'll see how many people from the Cajun Navy all the way down to the, just a regular Joe helping any and everyone that they can. I mean, it's amazing to see. Spoken like a true so, Louisiana so much great, and a New Orleanian. Look, it's so much great that comes out of such devastation. It's amazing how that is. It's kind of like the rose that grew from the concrete, right? Amen, Herb. Uh, we'll step away and come back. We're going to get to LSU and McNeese after our break. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist, LSU sports analyst, will join us. We'll get to LSU and McNeese. We just felt like, uh, obviously, on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, we certainly wanted to make sure we honored those families, and we're still trying to pick up the pieces from Hurricane Ida. We're helping, trying to help communities the best we can. But we're going to get to football next here on WWL. 
Upset alert, upset alert. Number 12, Oregon, 35. Number three, Ohio State, 28. Five minutes, 58 seconds to go in the fourth quarter of that ball game. That would be interesting if the Ducks can pull off that upset. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, and we welcome in now WWL.com columnist and LSU sports analyst Jeff Palermo. Jeff, how are you, man? Doing well, Christian. Herb, how's things going with you? Going well, Jeff, man. And great to hear your voice, brother. Yeah, same here. Jeff, um, you know, I want to kind of make this part of the conversation a bit of a roundtable because I, I haven't gotten Herb's thoughts on last week. But for me, that, that's a loss that just cannot happen for LSU, uh, especially coming off a season in which you went 5-5 five and five and it's a national championship game. Now Coach O is 5 and six and and quickly on the hot seat where he I don't I didn't buy into the hot seat conversation prior to the season but now after being five and six from the national championship game uh, he's on the hot seat it's not red hot or white hot yet it's just like on uh, if you're working on a gas stove you're you got the flame on about two where you're just starting to scramble some eggs a little bit well certainly it's just one game and there's still a long way to go but what you saw on Saturday I think was just very early. Just, if, if disturbing is the word, maybe that's, that's the word I could come up with right now. I mean, it just wasn't uh, the, the fact that you just got dominated at the line of scrimmage. Um, you you had really absolutely no running game. Uh, couldn't cover a crossing route, which you had problems with last year. I think one of the things where LSU fans really got down on Les Miles was the fact that the same thing just kind of kept happening every year, right, where – there was this buildup of Les constantly saying, hey, things are going to be different. The offense is going to look different. You're, you're going to like this. Or we're going to have really good quarterback play. Uh, this quarterback's really progressed. He's much better than last year. And the first game would roll around, and you, you came away saying, well, that's the same stuff we've been watching the last few years. And what you saw on Saturday in the Rose Bowl was the same thing that you saw a season ago where – and you, you basically got the same players. Now you got a bunch of new coaches on the coaching staff. And you talked about how these new coaches were going to be the difference this year. And really they have to be because you're, you're working with the same players. And you're not, uh, you're not seeing it. And, and you know, you're not seeing the player development that uh, you certainly need. You really got one playmaker on offense, and that's Keyshawn Butte. Um, can, can anybody else step up and do anything for you offensively? And then defensively, the talk about the defensive line being one of the best defensive lines that LSU's had on the field in a long time, that's, um, that, that's not true based on what you saw on Saturday. And I don't think you could chop it up to say, well, they just didn't have a good day, it wasn't their day, or they had a, you know, there was Hurricane Ida and all that kind of stuff. I just, I don't think you can look at that, those excuses. I mean, you got beat by a team full of three- and four-star athletes when you got majority four-star athletes and, and several five-star athletes as well. Herb, do you agree with, with Jeff? So, so, Jeff, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, I think that you're absolutely really going down the right road with this. My take on the whole situation is let's start from the week before the game, right? So, yeah, we had a whole hurricane that came through, 
But that Saturday before, you know, I guess the Saturday week before the game, LSU's on buses for nine hours headed to Houston. So you got these kids in a whole nother situation that's normal or not normal to them. So the normalcy is now out the window. So now they're practicing in Houston. They're living in Houston for a week prior to the game. They're out of all of the elements that they were before that week happened. Um, they got no continuity. They have no, you know, uh, routine as to what they've been doing. They're completely, you know, disrupted. They get, they fly three hours out to L.A. or whatever, four hours out to L.A. They run into a team that's coached by Chip Kelly, who's no slouch, who is definitely one of the best coaches in the country, in college football at least, let's say that, who now has a squad that's three years, I think he's his third year or fourth year there, he now has the team that he wants, that he needs, that he's prepared, that he's groomed to be what they are. So even though that team was unranked, we clearly saw a different team than what we thought they were. Now, all of the things that I said about LSU does not give them an excuse to play the way that they play, meaning the one thing I told you, Christian, last week that I wanted to see was I wanted to see the effort. I wanted to see the enthusiasm. I wanted to see energy out there because I knew it was going to take, uh, uh, you know, at least one, two games for them to come together offensively under a new offensive uh, coordinator and also defensively under a new defensive coordinator. And, by the way, you have a quarterback that's playing in his third game and his first game of the season, he goes into it as a starter, right, but he's running up into a team that's eager to get out there and to show and prove what they can and cannot be. So the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway that I take away from that uh, take from that game is I didn't see that 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 hunger, that 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 drive, that want to be the best, um, that we are the best, that 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 chest pounding team that we normally would see out of one the defensive side for the most part. They weren't flying around the ball. Um, they felt they seemed like they were overmatched on defense. It seemed like we were definitely overmatched on the offensive line, or our offensive line and UCLA's defensive line. And then once again, like you said, we hear all the talk about the defensive line being one of the best. But then again, hey, this looks just eerily similar to what we've been seeing and nothing really special about it. So there's a lot of give and take with that game. I definitely, if you're going to lose the first game, I would say you lose to – especially an unranked team, you lose to a team like UCLA who has one of the best coaches that's an up-and-coming team, not really up-and-coming. I think they're here now. They have an opportunity to do something really special in the Pac-12 and then maybe be in the the conversations for college football if they play up to their capabilities like they have. UCLA's running game was unmatched. We hadn't seen a running game like that in a while since Nick Saban was running high formations at us, right? So I'm going to tell you, we just were completely outmanned on that run game. Uh, by UCLA. So that's my take. That's my thoughts on it. I hope Coach O can just, at the end of the day, just sit back and relax and stop trying to tell us everything we want to hear, but just make sure the guys can show us what we want to see. My biggest issue, Jeff and and Herb, with last week was no adjustments. They made zero adjustments. I mean, and and that can't happen. I I don't care if, if it's Chip Kelly on the other sideline. You, as the LSU head coach in the SEC, cannot get out coached by an inferior opponent. I don't care how good. Uh, I know. I know Herb has a little higher of an opinion of, of uh, Chip Kelly than I do. I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but 
you just you got out coached, and and that that can't happen. Jeff, I want to ask you, do you think that the new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, ultimately, um, you know, caused some of this because they had never called a play at, at any level, and I, I, that was something I was concerned about last week, getting into a rhythm and being able to make adjustments in game because the game is fast. It happens really, really fast. Do you think that was a big reason as to why they played so poorly? I think that's uh, certainly a big part of it, and I think there's going to be growing pains when you got new offensive and defensive coordinators. Um, and, and just because you get an offensive coordinator that – hung around Joe Brady doesn't mean things are going to be, (laughs) that's going to be magical. Um, And that is very concerning. And really maybe they went into the game. They, the game plan they even begin with wasn't very good. According to what Ed Orgeron had told us after the game and, and, and during the course of the week, when he talked about the fact that they, didn't have enough different type of, of running plays in the playbook for the game. Unacceptable. And that's also very, very concerning as well. I mean, yeah. that is yeah. the, he's the head coach. If he sees right. this, if he, looks at the, if he looks at the game plan and says, you know what, I, I think we need to do this and do that. Now, I will say, uh, based on what Ed Orgeron said Wednesday night on the coach's show, they found out on Friday that they were not going to have John Emery because of, because of uh, academics. Now that certainly that does throw a monkey wrench into things. If you're really expecting to have John Emery be a part of the offense and then he's not there and that may, so I, I'll give him a, a slight pass on that. But um, I think these are the type of things that, yeah, it's great that you got these young coaches and they're connecting with the players more so than they did last year. Where, but I, I really think COVID had a big reason why these guys, that coaching yeah. staff, did not connect with the players. And then there were some other factors as well. But just because you got young coaches and they're communicating and they're connect, doesn't mean they know anything about putting together an offensive game plan or putting together a defensive game plan or making adjustments when you need to make them. And those are things that they're going to have to figure out. Joe Brady gets all this praise, but Joe Brady had a guy by the name of Steve Ensminger that was right there with him, who yep. has been through the wars, that had was has been coaching for decades, and, and the two of them, it was great synergy between the two of them, and they don't have that this year. They got a guy in, in, in Jake Peets who's trying to figure this out. I don't want to say on his own, but he, he's trying to – navigate the waters here and he's he's never done anything like this before and i don't care what occupation that you have um you you do something for the first time you're going to make your share of mistakes and i think they certainly did last week yeah but it's kind of difficult i think i'm kind of with christian on this it's it's really difficult to believe that you can't sit back in or sit up wherever he's sitting at you know in the in the in the booth on the field and see them blitzing seven to eight guys almost every other play and then you literally just send everybody out on routes and we have no side adjustments meaning you know no no ability to be able to throw a hot route anywhere and and it's, it's i just don't understand how you don't change that okay so you're sending seven or eight at least let me get a, a tight end in here in the line and a running back to help block if i'm going to throw the ball right and the other thing is if they're blitzing so much how about we run some screens to the running back i mean it's pretty uh, cool. well, I mean, that's, that's, 
there's a few things that's really, really simple. That's ABC, if you will, with just coaching offense, right? Well, I think I think not having John Emery, um, I, I think that really hurt him last week, and they're not and they're not going to have him tonight either. Uh, granted, I, I, they probably don't need him, but I think well, they were really John's coming back. But let me ask you this though: How much better is John Emery than everybody else? Well, I think John Emery has that ability that you can throw to. You know, one of the things that they talked about during uh, preseason camp, and, and especially with a guy like Kevin Falk, who was able to play such a versatile role with the New England Patriots, that they were hoping to kind of have that uh, John Emery, who could be a guy that you can give the ball to, you can throw the ball to, you could you could block. I mean, this is a this is a five star prospect coming out of Destrehan High School. Uh, this is a kid that this is his third year in the program. This is um, his money year. I mean, he, he he is supposed to be a big part of this offense and a nice uh, one-two punch with him and Ty Davis Price. And when you take that out of the equation, I think that that certainly hurt them. And they're still dealing with they they don't really have any tight ends. Uh, I, I love Jack Bash, but he's got a. He's going to have to get yeah. bigger if you really want him at the tight end position. Right. And then they're counting on some wide receivers, some really young wide receivers who I think a couple of them are going to be absolutely fantastic by the time they leave here, but they just weren't ready for prime time. And uh, you, you can even throw Coy Moore into that mix. I, that was not a really good game for Coy Moore in that contest. And you're, you're hoping for a little bit more out of a guy that was at least on the team a season ago. So they got a long way to go on offense. Um, and then, of course, you got the issues with the offensive line. Uh, you, you know, Herb, you mentioned that the fact of, you know, having to spend the week in Houston and the long bus ride there prior to the game. I really think a bigger factor was the fact that this team had a bunch of injuries in preseason camp. And I don't think they had a very good, good camp because they had so many injuries. Now people will point to and say, well, Ed Orgeron's very transparent when it comes to injuries. And I applaud him for that. And other there's probably those type of injuries occur during other camps. And you just don't hear about it because coaches don't talk about it. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard of a camp where your top two cornerbacks barely play in, in preseason camp and Elias Rick right. and Derek Stingley. And then your two running backs, they're, uh, 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 John Emery and Ty Davis-Price, they're barely out there. You don't have your full offensive line. Um, you don't really get healthy until game week. I don't think that's the way any coach would like to go into the season when you have that many injuries. And I think it showed, and Ed Ingram told us that on Wednesday, that guys were actually not in shape because they really didn't go through the preseason camp that well, they needed to because they were on the sidelines watching. That's unfortunate. Jeff, we're about out of time. Thank you so much for the, for the time. we got to step away. We'll come back here. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show Thank you, here on WWL. Right, Thanks, Jeff. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.